This is a special episode. My friend Monica joins me today to talk about friendship. We talk about our friendship pause and how by being vulnerable and taking a brave step, we were able to reconnect after years of not talking with each other and move forward with our friendship. Like I don't know if I have a recollection of like our first meeting mm-hmm. or our first interaction. But I do remember feeling just generally like comforted by the fact that there was somebody else in this class who was a Christian. It wasn't a big class. There's How'd you know like it was a Christian? 20 people. I, don't, I feel like it just came up really early. Really? I don't, maybe you said something about YWAM and I knew what YWAM was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish I remembered mm-hmm. like our first conversation. Yeah. But I like we sat together pretty much every day, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. But they like desks of two people. I think so. So people kind of like paired up yeah. and you were just always my person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was like 18 years ago. 18 years ago this month. Wow. Yes. That's hard. Which, yeah. Well, I guess that's the math. So I was 20. Yeah. <laughs> I could add. <laughs> Oh, and then what happened? Like, where did our friendship go from college? So after that, it just kind of carried on. Like, we went our separate paths in terms of work and other school pursuits. And I um, was an RA one year. And I remember that year, like, you would come and get me from the dorm and take me to your house with all my laundry (laughs) and let me stay there for a few days and like you wouldn't even be there during the day but I would just hang out and do my laundry and be away from all the craziness of Mm -hmm. being responsible for 18 year olds in the dorm (laughs) but yeah we just kind of we just continued on like we went on a few trips together went to Florida with you and your Mm -hmm. mom my first time at Disney World, super fun, and I was I was probably a killjoy there. Well, I think I was just so excited I didn't notice. That's nice. Yeah, (laughs) I recently came to the epiphany that I don't like touristy things, and I remember telling you this, and you were like, "This does not surprise me at all." No, I've appreciated that in our friendship. Often it takes me a while to come to realizations about myself that you are just like, I've known this all along. (laughs) It's good that you're just finally coming to that conclusion that this is a true statement about you. (laughs) Like maybe I should have let you in on it a little sooner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. P.S. Stop planning vacations where you go to tourist destinations. You're not going to have a good time. (laughs) No, you think you will. You won't. You won't. (laughs) (laughs) Then what happened with our friendship? I'll let you tell that story. Mm. I mean, it's, I feel like it's complicated. It's probably not as complicated as, but, um, yeah. So I, um, met Blair, my future husband, and we, I think, any time that you have a really close friendship and one of those people mm-hmm. starts a relationship, it it just changes. Yeah. Right? It's it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And um I think I 
that was really the first time in our friendship that I had been in a relationship. And I don't, I didn't know how to do that. Right. Like I didn't, I don't think I had some of that maturity to be able to recognize it as it was happening. Um, and I think also at that time, like my, my faith was definitely less of a priority in my life. Um, and that I think, you know, ultimately ended up sort of causing part of the, the strain in our relationship because you, as a good and faithful friend, um, kind of pushed me on some things about, you know, you're not, you're not really going to church right now. Or I remember you asking me, like, how do you think Jesus feels about that? And I was like, I don't really care right now. Like, that was my response, right? And that was, we were driving home from Montana, weren't we? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that it would have been, I think it was in May, because we had also gone in October, and that was a great trip. And then by the time May came around, um, it would have been May 2013, I guess. Um, yeah, it just, you, you were trying to do a good thing, and it did not go well. I was, I was not prepared to be challenged Mm -hmm. and I just didn't care Mm -hmm. like this is not as important to me right now and then I think I think we had dinner at your house after that trip one more time you weren't getting the response from me that you were hoping for Mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting what I was hoping for and then I don't know when I don't know when that was yeah specifically but in my mind like that was the last time that we really spent any time together yeah yeah before the pause the pause (laughs) we talked about it before and we we've agreed we're calling this the pause Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think for me, what was going on is that like fueling a lot of my own insecurities about other past friendships, seeing other friends move in towards that marriage stage and scared to lose someone again was. And and so that was really fueling a lot of my responses. I, I, you know, the goal in this conversation, we both wanted to like really show that we both have owned what what was ours and to contribute to this, to our pause and our Mm -hmm. friendship taking a break and then show a path of this is what we did to, to talk about it and be honest and move forward past that. Yeah. But at that time, I know that my past experiences were definitely fueling what I was saying to you and what I was feeling. And Mm -hmm. I know that in me, I got scared that I was going to lose somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it was easier for me to to walk away than be left. Yeah. And and 
And that's not, and I, I would say that too was a reflection of my maturity at the time and my, my walk with Jesus at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like not being able to be like, okay, God, I trust you with this friendship. Right. Yeah. And uh, I know like I was getting ready to leave and move somewhere else. And then you got engaged and we're moving on with that. And I think I do remember sending like a message just being like, let's part ways. kind of like you're doing this and I'm doing this and Mm -hmm. giving you that freedom to to move on. Mm -hmm. And then it's so strange because we both ended up living like 45 minutes within, you know, uh, within each other, of each other. And, uh, and it was, it would, for me, it was just such a a disappointment because I was like another failed friendship Mm. and like what, and I missed you. And there was often times where it's like, I wish I could tell Monica this or Monica would understand this mm-hmm. in that. Uh, do you want to say anything about that time before I? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's funny because in hindsight, like we literally were less than an hour's drive away from each other mm-hmm. geographically, right? Yeah. But like in every other way like worlds apart mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like you bought your house and that was always something that we like you know we would dream about and talk about mm-hmm. and so to not like be part of that process and then you know we've talked about like weddings also right and Mm -hmm. so to not Mm. (laughs) um yeah to not have you there um for that really like important part of my life Mm -hmm. I just I never envisioned that um that you wouldn't be part of it in some way Mm -hmm. you know so I think definitely like grieving that that lost time together mm-hmm. and those lost um shared experiences mm-hmm. right like um that that was really hard and i mean we were both moving to new new places from the city after having been there for 10 years and I just think like we could have been such a support to one another as we were like settling into our new communities and trying to figure that out so Mm -hmm. um, that was really a shame yeah that was something that crossed my mind during that time too is that you would get some of the things I was going through as I was settling into trying to be a professional in a small community Versus yeah. the city and such. Yeah, and trying yeah. to meet people and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And there were things along the line that it was. I felt like God had told me about about you, like mm-hmm. that things that you would be part of my life. And so yeah. when we weren't friends, yeah, and and then it was like, how is this gonna be brought back together, God? Like, yeah. Um, and then I lost my sister. Yeah, and um, and then I remember. At the funeral afterwards, there was just all these people coming up to me and that you just like so boldly walked across 
and gave me a hug and just said, I miss you so much. And then that night after the funeral, I was driving home and that was the first time I'd been all alone in, mm-hmm. in days because of the whirlwind after the funeral. And I called our mutual friend and I was like, how did that happen? Like what went down that Monica mm-hmm. was there? And she told me how she had reached out to you and that, and she said, Katie, she was a mess. She was a wreck, like the whole way through it. But she had to be there. And I just remember thinking, because I had just been through some situations where people hadn't had some conversations that they should have had with me. Mm. And, and I just remember being like, Monica knows me well enough to know that she could show up today mm-hmm. and that I would be okay with that, mm-hmm. that I would not be angry to see her or anything. And I was disappointed that these other people in my life didn't know me well enough to know that we could have had a difficult conversation mm-hmm. uh, to sort through that problem yeah. or that situation. And that you knew me well enough that you could show up that day. You did not make anything about yourself. You. You know, you didn't try and like have this big talk in the lobby of the church <laughs> with all these people around. Mm-hmm. You just simply gave me a hug. Mm-hmm. And and that just meant so much to me that after the years that you still knew me. Mm-hmm. And now looking back that you were there for me on that day. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not having you understand and be there that day. Yeah. Um. And then from there, we, you know, I got your phone number and we went for coffee Mm -hmm. and I, I just, I mean, and I was still like, that was just a few days after. And I was like, not even understanding the grief that I was going to Mm. really feel from the loss of my sister. And I just remember it being a lot easier than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that too. Yeah important to highlight that um you know it's sometimes hard to take some of these steps mm-hmm. and um and i if if people are really if reconciliation is the goal then grace along the way or like because i remember walking into that coffee shop and being in the nervous. bathroom <laughs> oh did we meet in the bathroom <laughs> yeah i was coming out of the stall and you were walking in oh, you nice. were like of course we would meet in the bathroom yeah <laughs> so great Mm, but you know through this this talk and this episode I I just really want to highlight for other people some of the steps that we took and I think grace is an important one and Mm -hmm. may and being brave right you Mm -hmm. were so brave to come to the funeral that day Hmm. and I I don't think I felt brave like I I was super nervous just in general because nobody's excited to go to a funeral Mm -hmm. right like it just makes you feel all kinds of ways Mm -hmm. and it's stressful and so I was anxious about going but I I don't remember feeling like anxious about seeing you necessarily and like when when that mutual friend had sent um sent the message she messaged like a few of us in in the same thread or whatever like the day after or later that day Mm -hmm. 
um and it like it was not um it wasn't even a question Hmm. right it wasn't like oh what should i do it was like no i have to be for katie right like and i knew i don't know i i felt like i knew you would want me there Mm -hmm. so i just went Mm -hmm. and yeah and then that was the the start of us being able to kind of like piece it back together yeah you know yeah um but yeah i think and and so from there we we met for coffee and mm-hmm. and i don't think we even really talked about like what happened no that, not that, that time. time and it, you know and it's I've had another friendship that has taken a pause and I remember we didn't, I remember saying when we did come back together, when I reached out, it was, do you want to talk about it or do you want to move on? And in that case, it was, let's just move on. Yeah. And I did appreciate when we did talk about it and yeah, like the things we're saying today, we've already said to each other (laughs) the first time. Yeah. Um, But that, uh, I think that that was important that we did. You know, like it meant so much to hear that I was missed that day of your wedding. And, and that, you know, that during that pause that we were still in our hearts, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was still lots of room for each other. Yeah. And that that was an ache and a miss. And I think that that's what's helped us come, come back together as friends. Definitely. Because it's, yeah. And some of the things that God has spoken to me about our friendship hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it you know I'm so appreciative that you're back on this journey with me Mm -hmm. um for what we both face next yeah um but but it took time and there was again conversations that were just took being brave Mm -hmm. and saying the thing that's hard to say and saying that I'm sorry I think was really important in that time What do you think you would say to somebody who is like feeling they're coming down that road with a friend, having a lot of the same feelings you did, that it was mm-hmm. like either they're saying things that I don't want to hear right now mm-hmm. or, yeah, you're moving, one per people are moving in different directions. Yeah. Hmm. I think it definitely takes a uh, a certain level of maturity and humility to receive correction mm-hmm. um or to be challenged mm-hmm. right and I think even if it's somebody that maybe you don't have as close of a relationship with it's important to be able to to take that information, think about it, consider it, right? Like, mm-hmm. is, is what this person is telling me, is there truth to that? Is it biblical? Mm-hmm. Is it 
is it something I may be hearing or seeing somewhere else or that God's trying to communicate to me? Like, it can still be information that is valid, even if it's not coming from a trusted source. Mm -hmm. But when it is coming from a trusted source, I think even more so you need to be willing to evaluate it. Mm -hmm. Right, like our our first instinct is to get defensive mm -hmm. or get angry or you know want to point it back on the other person, and that it's just not helpful mm -hmm. um and it's not very christ like either mm -hmm. and so, yeah, like trying to figure out if there's truth in what is being said. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes we just can't get there. Yeah. Right. But if you can, right, maybe you need to take a little bit of distance and a mm -hmm. little bit of time to be able to really process that and then, you know, come back, preferably not five years later mm -hmm. to say, like, there was truth in what you were saying. Mm -hmm. and. Like, I'm sorry I rejected you so, you know, aggressively. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be one part of it, mm -hmm. is that I think we all need to learn to be a little bit more humble mm -hmm. <laughs> and recognize that we don't, we're not perfect. No. Right? It's that sifting, right? Mm -hmm. The wheat from the chaff, the sifting. Because... Everything I said to you was not with the purest of motives mm -hmm. and with you, you know, it, yeah. it had, it was being fueled by my own uh, pain and insecurities and, mm -hmm. and such. And, but I think we're pretty quick to sometimes spot that and then throw out everything, everything. Yeah. and, and, you know, and that trust that. That there may, you know, it may not have been said in the right way mm. or at the right time, but is there still truth? Can we see past those mm -hmm. caveats and see the truth there is important. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, uh, there's this quote that I heard years ago, and it's uh, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm. And and you I've had to evaluate that at many different friendships in my life and. Yeah. And stuff. Is this just a, a reason? Is this just a season? Or is this a lifetime? Mm -hmm. And and not every friendship is going to see a reconciliation. Not every friendship yeah. is healthy and needs to be reconciled. Also very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, that definitely God gave us a gift mm. in being able to reconcile. And for my own self, it was just so like, because friendship is such a core of my identity and that's something I know a God-given gift that I have is to be a good friend, mm -hmm. that I know that I can, uh, there's some safety in being able to s step out and say what needs to be said. And even if that it results in some rejection, that, um, that doesn't mean rejection is the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that the friendship is over is the end of the of the story yeah I have also found that the people in my life who are really honest with me say it in a way that I can receive it's loving I trust them and then in turn I found so much security in that 
I know I'm not going to get too far off the path because I have these people in my life mm. who are going to call me on my stuff. And, and when we can get to that place of humility and understand that, like it's not always welcome, but mm. it, all, it does provide a lot of safety. Yeah. Hmm. Friendships are tricky. So tricky because mm -hmm. people are a mess. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm a mess. Like, you know, sometimes I do things well, <laughs> but a lot of times I don't, right? Mm. We're just kind of like fumbling along and just to know that you don't have to do it alone is helpful. Mm -hmm. Everybody else fumbling along too, mm -hmm. even if it looks like they're, you know, all shiny and yeah and we never know what we're going to need for different seasons yeah. god knew i needed you in the mm. next season mm -hmm. especially without my sister yeah <laughs> and and then that like it's just different for me now having friends who knew my sister yeah and got to spend time with her and understand that yeah. In a different way than the friends I've met since I've right. seen her. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. Like that is just a special gift. And and I guess that would be the other thing I, I say to, would say to people about friendship is like, we don't know the road ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That we may have to choose to see past some of these like inconveniences of a pause or a difference mm. of opinion. Yeah. Because we might. We might need that person and that history yeah. for what we're about to face later on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like 10, I mean, before the pop, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'd been friends for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And so now it's been about three since we got back together. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, 10 years of of doing life together is not something you want to just walk away from. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's a, it's a big investment. Yeah. And yeah, definitely left a significant void. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I was, I was, had made some new friends last summer uh -huh. and we were doing like a group together and I remember one of the people saying that that they had waited years to have a group of women to gather like this and be open and honest mm -hmm. and and vulnerable with and I just think that is such a sh shame like I was yeah. like I can't imagine not having uh be having that kind of friend it's such and I'm blessed to have a few of them. Yeah. But um, I think that my encouragement would be if, to people who are like, I, I want that, that, that you have to be vulnerable. Mm. And you have to do some of the hard things. And, uh, and the vulnerability is key. I think 
we're about to get really, really good as a culture at, at figuring out the fake. Because hmm. we've seen so much fake, and I think truly within us, we're all craving genuine connection, genuine friendships. And that will come, that starts with being vulnerable. Yeah. Which takes being really brave, but you can't have it without. No, you can't. Like you, yeah, you have to just push past the, like, being uncomfortable. Um, it's, yeah, the necessary part of it. Yeah. Even when we were reminiscing about going to college together and the other people, and I think through what some of them were like or their personalities, mm -hmm. and, like, Nobody was like opening up and being honest and vulnerable in that setting. Mm -mm. And yeah, I wonder how many people are still friends today <laughs> yeah. versus like without that honesty and vulnerability, I just don't think you have longevity. No, because then people mm -hmm. don't actually know who are. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. so if nobody knows who you are, it's easy to just kind of coast to all of these different circles or environment mm -hmm. and scary yeah yeah and and going back to like the quote about a season I have seen that in moving mm. and not being able to be as close to people like physically close yeah um that uh I remember one of my wise mentors saying you might need to give people some space that not everybody does well with distance and let mm. them just go on that journey. And so I would say that to people that there is just going to be some people that that was for a season and, and there it is what it is for that time. But then when I went to move, make my latest move, and I was thinking through all the friendships I had in that community, I wasn't scared of losing any because I know that I can do long distance. Yeah as a friend and I had that levity that there will be some that can't do the distance um but it I think because I was open and vulnerable with people and especially the last community I left these people were my friends through like the hardest thing mm -hmm. and so I moved forward knowing that that because of that vulnerability that bond was there and I'm not scared for our friendships in the future when I think of my people there. And then there was all these other friends that were like, oh, yeah, you're moving. Like, I haven't lived next, lived around you for the last, like, 10 years. Totally. It doesn't scare me that you're moving to another country because yeah. I know we'll still be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I call Katie my phone friend. She's She's pretty much the only one that I talk to on the phone. There's not a lot of people I talk to on the phone, but Katie is one of them. And so sometimes we'll just go for a walk together. Mm -hmm. We'll talk on the phone for like two hours. We'll mm -hmm. both just be walking mm -hmm. <laughs> in our respective communities. Mm -hmm. And that's a good, a good way to stay yeah. connected to. Yeah. I actually think that, I don't know if we're really friends if I haven't went for a walk with you. Kind of. <laughs> it's just your thing. It's just my thing. Yeah. Hmm. What's, what's our last things we want to say about friendship? Um, 
I think, like, at the same time that, you know, being vulnerable or, like, saying hard things um, is important, encouragement is also really important. Mm -hmm. And I was rehearsing this earlier to, like, <laughs> maybe see if I could do it without crying, but I don't know if I can. Um, so Of course, just, you were rehearsing something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd like to be prepared. Um, I think, yeah, so making sure that in your relationships, you're also, um, you're also being encouraging, mm -hmm. right? And you're speaking words of life. Um, and what came to my mind, you, know, you said that you thought I was really brave coming to the funeral. I did not feel brave. But I <laughs> wanted to say that I'm really proud of you because you have really shown bravery to me. Um, you've been very brave the last few years. Um, sometimes with things that you've chosen to do, like move to Montana. And with some other things, like losing Paula, which you did not choose. Um, you, and I know it hasn't been easy, but you're carrying on, and you're moving forward, and you're continuing to, to build those deep relationships, right? And build those connections, and to be vulnerable. And that's, that's the price of of love mm -hmm. right is that you're open to um, to being hurt sometimes very deeply and that is brave because i don't think we could live without love um i could certainly live without being hurt but mm. you can't you can't have both or i mean you have to have both you can't have just one yeah you can't just have the love and and even though you have been hurt um it does not keep you from pouring your heart into your relationships and that's a really beautiful thing and i think that people can can really take a lesson from that too. um and that you you have to be willing to invest and does that mean it's going to hurt sometimes? Yeah. But then you also have other, those other connections, those other relationships and people that can support you and mm -hmm. see you through to the other side. Um, so, yeah, that's what I see. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, that's what's why it's worth it because we need, like, to to have somebody say the things Monica just said about me are beautiful. It just fills my soul. And that's where it's worth it, right? It's worth it to, to reconcile and to, you know, be brave and, and have difficult conversations. And, um, because, because we need friendships like this, right? Who doesn't need to hear some of the things you just said to me or have a friend that will say those to you and um 
So I, I want to just encourage people to have the difficult conversations and step out and, and do, do the hard work because those friendships of history are worth it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we gotta go to lunch. That's <laughs> <laughs>